just want to say, uh, people, welcome to the last day of the semester. It's so weird. I was one getting feels as you get like hopping on. I get some, I don't know, tears in my eyes. I don't really know. It just kind of hit me. So, whew. um, but I was actually just telling our staff earlier this week, like, it feels really weird that this is the end. Like, it doesn't feel like it's the last week of the semester, but it is. And so I just want to say, like, if this is your first time at Salt Company or if, or if it will be your last time at Salt Company, super excited and glad um, that seriously every single person on this call is here. And obviously, like, this isn't how we pictured um, or wanted to, like, send off our seniors or the year to end, never in a million years would I think any of us have pictured that this is how we would be closing out our year, but it is what it is. And because we're Christians, we're gonna celebrate anyways, because the sweet truth is that like our celebration isn't dictated by our circumstances, but it comes from God. And COVID can't stop God, so it's not gonna stop his kids from slowing down and in order to remember and give him the thanks that he deserves. And so that's actually what we like want to do for the majority of our time tonight. We like we would normally do end the year um, with a night of worship uh, to to take that time to to remember and reflect to give thanks to God. We want to we want to still do that actually now. Um, and like guys, as Christ followers, followers, that's just a really biblical thing for us to do because it's what we're commanded to do in scripture. Um, all over the place we say, we see things that say like, sing praises to God, give thanks to his holy name or other commands that just call us to actually remember God. Hey, remember me, don't forget um, my mighty works. And I think that that's actually harder for us to do than we realize or uh, even that we like to admit. I think that that's, I know that's actually really true. Uh, for me. And so I actually just finished the Chronicles of Narnia. So this is a shameless plug for anybody that hasn't read it yet to read it. And so my mind is pretty much relating everything to that book series right now. Um, and so when I was like thinking about this concept of just like remembering God, remembering his works and giving, his giving him praise, I actually thought of one of the last books in the series. And so there's this girl, there's this character named Jill who meets Aslan. And in this book series, Aslan uh, is a line that symbolizes Jesus. Um, and Aslan gives her one job. He says, hey, you have one job to do, and I'm going to give you four signs that you need to remember in order to get the job done. So he literally tells her, hey, repeat these signs over and over to yourself. Say them in the morning as soon as you wake up. Say them right before you go to bed because he knows, he says to her, the things that you see with your eyes and all that's going on around you, it's going to trick you. Those things are actually going to make you forget the signs and forget me. And so you must work hard to remember. And so as I was reading this, I, I just related it to what is going on today in our circumstances right now. And so I actually think that like it could be really tempting for us to forget all that God did this year because of the way that things are ending. But like Aslan tells Jill, we're told by God in scripture to work hard to remember him and give thanks mm -hmm. to him. And it's something that we actually need to skillfully like learn how to do. And the Psalms actually do this really well. So I feel like as a church, we've just been, especially in this quarantine time, just like 
talking about the Psalms and going back to the Psalms. So as I was flipping through and reading, I just got stuck at Psalm 66. So if you guys have a Bible with you and want to open up there or open up the app on your phone or a tab in your computer screen, whatever, um, I'm going to read Psalm 66 and start in verse one. So it says, let the whole earth shout joyfully to God, sing about the glory of his name, make his praise glorious, say to God, how awe-inspiring are your works. Your enemies will cringe before you because of your great strength. The whole earth will worship you and sing praise to you. They will sing praise to your name. Come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. And so the psalmist here is actually calling us to sing, to shout, and to praise God's glorious name. He's calling us to actually together talk about the works of God and talk about how awe-inspiring they are. And I love the very next verse, uh, verse six, because the psalmist then actually does what he's calling us to do. It says, he turned the sea into dry land and they crossed the river on foot. And so the psalmist here is actually, he's giving an example of when God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, when he, when he split the Red Sea and gave them a path to cross um, and be saved from slavery. And so he's, he's using that example because that's awe-inspiring. That's, that's a miracle that God did. But here's what's also true, guys, is that God's accomplished miracles in some of you guys this year, too. Like, some of you didn't know God or want to know God at the start of this year, but here you are on the final saw company on Zoom of, of all things. And why are you here on a Zoom call for final saw? It's because God accomplished a miracle in you and changing your heart to actually desire him and want to know him. You went from death to life this year. Or some of you like didn't even think that you'd find a community or friends this year, but God gave you people that you love and that you consider dear friends and maybe for the first time you actually experience what true gospel-centered community is and a group of you came back from the salt conference and wanted to join a church plant when you graduate that's a big deal that's so sweet that's another miracle god's work in you or maybe there's some things that that seem small that happen that you don't feel like is a big deal but they're actually huge gifts from god for example fall retreat the weather it was amazing. Like we prayed for good weather and we couldn't have asked for a better weekend. Honestly, miracle. Um, or some of you actually started reading your Bible for the first time this year, or for the first time you're vulnerable in connection group and you let people actually know you, not the fake surface version of you, but, but actually know you. Or some of you began to trust God for the first time this year and you decided to depend on him instead of depending on yourself. And those things might seem small, but they're not. They're examples of God's, of God at work in you. Um, and too, honestly, there, there might be some of you here too, who think that God hasn't changed you at all this year, um, or who maybe are feeling discouraged. And what I want to say to you is just to don't let that stop you from entering in tonight and it's celebrating with us, um, and celebrating with the people who feel like God has changed them because I think in that God will actually change you too. And maybe he'll remind you of the things that he's um, done in you this year. And so no matter where you're at, we trust and pray that God uses even just the next hour 
to change us, to make our hearts uh, see him and um, praise him for what he's done. And so he's done a ton of stuff that we actually want to take time to like joyfully remember this year. So we're actually going to do that. We're going to now we're going to together practice this skill of learning how to slow down and reflect on the things um, that God's done. So Drake's next. He's going he's gonna to lead us into a time where we're just going to kind of rewind and remember what the heck happened this year. Uh, but before he does that, let me just pray for us, um, and then uh, Drake will take it over. Um, but God, I love how you just end Psalm 66. It says, Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth, and praise was on my tongue. If I had been aware of the mouth in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God has listened. He has paid attention to the sound of my prayer. Blessed be God. He has not turned away my prayer or turned his faithful love from me. Uh, God, that is true. You haven't turned away our prayers or turned your faithful love from us. Um, Lord, I pray that you would prepare each of our hearts for this time of remembering and reflecting this year. Would stories shared in just this time help us all to remember what you did? Give us a heart of reflection and a heart of celebration so that we might respond the only logical way, God, by giving you the glory and the thanks that you deserve. Um, so, Father, would you just, would you help us to do that together as a family? So, we love you, we trust you, and we ask all these things in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, as Abby said, we're just going to take some time to walk through this year, and I encourage you guys to seriously think back through some of those moments that you had this year, walking with God, walking in Salt Company, because for me, reflecting is one of the things that provides me the most confidence to continue moving on in life. Because I don't know if you're like me, guys, but a lot of times in the present moment, it's hard for me to see what is God even doing in my life right now? Like, is there growth happening? Is he working? And when I look back over the previous year, it's so clear to see, man, look at all that Jesus has done in my life. And it just gives me confidence that he is working my life now and he's going to continue to work in my life in the future. And so I encourage you after this call even to take even more time to just reflect, just to think back. And so the way we're going to do this is I'm going to slowly talk through the different things that went down this year. I'm going to invite some students to get on and chat, um, sharing some of their experiences. And so to kick it off, bring it back to the fall, you know, back when we could hang out with people and do things, um, stuff like that. But bring yourself back, whether maybe it was your first time leading a connection group and you're entering into this year and you're just like, man, I hope people show up to my connection group, man. I, I don't know what connection group's going to look like. I'm scared to jump in for the first time. Or maybe you were a freshman or a new student on campus and you're coming onto campus having no idea what community would look like, what your college experience, maybe you had a different mindset of what you'd be running after in college, but you, you hit, whether it be the U of M, whether it be a St. Paul school, St. Thomas, St. Kate's, and yeah, you just didn't know what this year would look like. And I want you to think about how did you get connected to Salt Company? 
What was that moment for you? Or if you're someone that's leading a connection group, people that you were praying about and you're just asking God to bring people into your life and to grow your connection group, what were those moments that you began meeting those people? And as you think about that for yourself, we're going to invite students just to share their experience with it. First, we're going to have Vitaly and Elise walk through their just beginning of the year and getting connected with the company. So Vitaly, we're going to start with you. And the question I want to throw your way is, how did you get connected to Salt Company? And then how did that community impact your life this year? Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks, Rick. Um, so, yeah, I kicked off the first uh, couple weeks of college, and uh, I really didn't know where I was at. Uh, I was struggling with a lot of sin. Um, and it I think it was the a week and a half into the first semester, and I was a freshman, and I, I was hanging out with some ROTC buddies right outside of Raising Canes. And I, I wanted to get plugged into a Christian group, but I didn't really know. I didn't really know what it all entailed. Um, and so, you know, some of my friends and I were just joking around, hanging around. And um, it was Tuan, Gretchen, and Abby. And they came up in this suit. This, I think it was the Squatch Hunt or something like that. And it was, we yeah. were all like, what the heck is this? Like, why are you in this ridiculous suit? And so <laughs> they started talking about Salt Company. Um, and I heard about Salt Company. There was a ton of flyers all over campus. And I was like, man, what is Salt Company? Like, so I started like, just asking a ton of questions to Abby and she like kept on like explaining kind of what Saul company was. And I was like, this sounds incredible. And so within a week, I think, yeah, I think it was within a week. I was, I uh, got plugged into a C group. I started attending the weekly meetings and it was incredible. Uh, the C group was actually on my floor in 17, um, headed up by Jacob, Xander and Devin. And it was incredible. God led me to Salt Company, and I'm super thankful for that. Um, and, yeah, it was an incredible experience, and um, I just thank God every day because it's a community that's um, really good and really Christ-centered. So, yeah, that's kind of my first little interaction with Salt Company, and it was awesome. Yeah, can I just ask you, Vitaly, like, how did that community begin to change your life? Like, the rhythms that you did, the way that you lived your life, how did that community shape you? Yeah, um, I think it was actually in C group. Um, it was one of the first uh, opportunities I actually got to share about my sin struggles, the stuff I was struggling with, um, and where people actually knew who I was. I feel like uh, a lot of times we tend to just kind of like go through our life um, with this kind of like shield in front of us of just kind of our like most perfect self. And C group allowed me to just break that down and say, guys, like, I'm struggling with this sin, this sin, this sin. Like, I need your help. Like, I need your prayer. I need your accountability. And that just, that transformed me. Uh, not, I mean, not overnight. It's obviously still a process. But um, it was great to have those guys around me in every stage of life. And especially in the dorm, too, where um, you're often living with each other. And so, um, yeah, going to C Group was an incredible uh, transformation for me. And that's, uh, I guess, one of the ways, like, he worked in me. So, Man, praise Jesus, Vitaly. That's so sweet, dude. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Elise, let's kick it over to you now. Let's ask that same question. How did you get plugged into Salt Company, and how did that community shape the way that you live? Um, so I first got plugged into Salt Company from my cousin. She is a member at Salt City, and she mentioned it to me last summer, but I kind of just 
threw it on the back burner. I wasn't, I was kind of but I was like, mm, we'll see. But then I got to campus and saw the flyers to kick off everywhere. And I was like, that's the thing she was talking about. Well, maybe I'll check it out. So I did. And, um, you know, I was at the kickoff and I was just like, it was so cool to see just, you know, like so, such a huge group of people who are like similar to my age, you know, just praising God. I don't know. This, I, my church experience wasn't exactly like that. And then Jordan's talking about connection groups, which I had no idea were a thing at the time. But I was like, I have literally nothing to lose. I'm going to join one. So all the leaders held up their signs and my eyes instantly went to Rachel Lowry's. Shout out to your sign making skills. <laughs> um, and yeah, I got the info and that was that. But being in C group has been amazing. I mean, I feel like I found out really early on, I was the only freshman in my group, which found to be super intimidating in the beginning. Felt like a total dweeb, but you know what, oh well. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I kind of got like a double whammy. I got like mentors and friends in the people in my C group and watching them live their lives in Christ has really been a really big influence in my life. And I'm so happy I was able to get plugged in so early. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love hearing these individual stories because you see, you hear like, we had over 700 people at our kickoff, and then you get to hear these personal stories of people just getting connected. And so I want you to think through now, what, what was that for you? Maybe it wasn't even this past year, but when did you get connected to Salt Company? Whether it was a Sasquatch hunt, just seeing this dude in a suit running around campus as you, Vitaly, whether it was coming to a hot dog feed, whether it was just getting a random flyer, maybe five of them, um, whatever it was, think back to that moment. Because I think in those moments, they can just seem like common everyday moments, just another thing that happened in life. But when we look back, we can see clearly that that was God intervening in our life. And so for you to see that that wasn't just another moment, that was God bringing you into contact with another person that God was trying to draw you in to community to know and love him more. And so he drew you into connection group. Maybe you got lured in by a sign with some people having some pizza and you didn't really know why you were going to connection group. You kind of just kept showing up and you just kept coming back. But then over the course of time, you might've had, you know, first couple awkward connection groups, it happens. Um, but think about that first time, like Vitaly said, think about that first time that you saw someone being real for the first time, where you were just blown away that someone was willing to share some of those deep parts of their life with you. Or think back to that, that first time that you were able to have the courage to be open with other people and just share the the struggles and the hurt from your own life. Or if you're leading a connection group and you're trying to figure out how in the world to do this, maybe that first group that you just saw things clicking, you saw the community coming together, you saw people being open and real and understanding the gospel for the first time. And as the year went on, you, you grew as a connection group. There's other sweet memories with community. Maybe it was at a cabin weekend, maybe it was a camping weekend, but then it leads up to the peak part of our fall, one of the most beautiful places in all the world, Camp Victory, 
where we had our fall retreat, where we had probably one of the largest man men I've ever met um, speak, Rob Warren, and he talked about this theme of unexpected. So he talked about an unexpected God that we have. He talked about an unexpected people that get to be in relationship with God. He talked about an unexpected message as well as an unexpected future that we have. And so again, I want to pull on one more student, Dylan from Salt St. Paul, just to share his impact from his first ever fall retreat. So Dylan, I want to ask you this question. Tell us about how God impacted your life at the fall retreat. Yeah, thanks, Drake. Um, for me, it was just like, I don't know, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I hadn't really been to like a salt company event before, so I was kind of scared um, just showing up. And that was like the first time I saw um, the salt coming at the U of M and like just walking in there and just their sheer just mass was just like, whoa, like this is kind of like, I want to be a part of this. And like you said, Rob, um, his story was just incredible. And just like the stuff that he, um, talked about in his life story was just just wild um, and I think that theme of unexpected really like re uh, resonated with me and uh, God um, really rocked me that weekend for the first time and really just those C groups um, during the evening really just exposed a ton of sin in my life and yeah I think that that was the weekend I would say where I became a Christian um, I think for most of my life I thought I was a Christian and that weekend kind of showed me like, you're not a Christian. Um, and that was kind of like my first step, I think, in my, my walk with Jesus throughout this year. Um, and yeah, just kind of just got me fired up for like the rest of the year, I guess. And um, ended up getting baptized in the fall. Um, and yeah, I just saw radical growth in my life and a lot of people around me. And yeah, I'm just uh, a different person than I was when I stepped uh, on campus in uh, August. So yeah. Dude, Dylan, that is so amazing, man. Like, praise Jesus. That's why we get so pumped at the fall retreat. And, dude, I just want to say, I just feel like I've had a front row seat at seeing how God's changed your life. And so, dude, praise Jesus for that fall retreat. And some of the lines I just remembered from that retreat that hit me, too, was the fact that messed up people are the people that make up the family of God. Like, people that have junk in their life. And another thing that hit me was when he said that God is not hiring you like a boss, but he's adopting you like a father. And that is what just hit me hard. It's not like what I bring to the table, but it's God adopting me in. And that freeness, Dylan, that you could feel to just come to the father. And so for the rest of you that were there, what was a line that struck you? that you feel like you just kept coming back to at the fall retreat, that you kept remembering, or maybe it was the night of worship. Whereas Jordan talked about, we got a taste of heaven in that moment. And I miss so much worshiping with all you guys, but that night of worship was just so, so good. And then thinking to Sunday morning where we just look back over the fall retreat and we were just like, what is one thing you want to take away from this time? What is one thing that you want to remember coming to Monday? And I, I encourage you, remember those things. Think about the thing that you wanted to hold on to from that retreat and just remind yourself, because if your heart's like mine, I'm so quick to forget those truths. I'm so quick to go back to the way that I was living and to walk the way that I was. But I want to remember 
those amazing truths from that. And then, yeah, Dylan, as you said, BWP afterwards, just seeing so many of you guys get baptized was such a fun celebration. And what a sweet first BWP that I got to jump in on. And then there's a couple other big moments in the fall. I think the U of M upset, like a number four team in the nation, something like that, kind of a big deal. Uh, but guys, I want to I wanna transition to the last high point that we're going to talk about from the course of this year, and that's just the SALT Conference. Guys, we had 3,000 people meeting in the same room, which sounds like just the furthest thing that could ever happen from right now. But seeing 3,000 students gather from around the country to worship Jesus, and I want Elise Elliot this time to share a little bit about what her experience was at the SALT Conference. And so, yeah, Elise, how did God impact you while at the SALT Conference? Um, honestly, the SALT Conference for me was the weekend that made me a Christian. Like, kind of what Dylan was saying, too, like, I thought I was living as a Christian my entire life, and it just completely rocked me. Um, basically, before the SALT Conference, my faith was very rocky and off and on, and I would only pursue the Lord when I needed help. It was for very selfish reasons, and that's what was kind of, like, opened up to me at the conference, and I would pray when I needed something and read, like, read my Bible when I needed encouragement, but um, I never really got any joy from the gospel, and honestly, the conference, it made me realize how much I sucked. Like, that's seriously what I got out of it. Um, and just realizing how big God was and how little I am. And really from that, I think realizing how much sin was in my life, how much just my faith had been completely on the wrong basis um, before the conference, that kind of made me realize why I needed a savior. I never knew why I needed a savior before and why I needed someone perfect to die for my sins so I could have eternal life. And um, yeah, I think me realizing why I needed a savior really helped me comprehend um, a new measure of how big God's love truly is for us. And just during, like, through realizing how little I am and how big he was, it allowed me to just realize so much more goodness and joy in my life through the beauty of the gospel. And then after the conference, um, it was so cool to go through gospel 101 and just really learn more about and that, honestly, like it helped me not stay on that same spiritual high, but kind of maintain my curiosity and um, just my absolute shock from the conference. So it was really cool. Wow. Praise Jesus. Elite. Like I love your simple and just such clear articulation of the gospel. That was, yeah, incredible. Thanks for sharing that. So sweet to see how God's been working in your life. And guys, when I look back at the SALT conference, even as I began reflecting, I, I forgot one of the biggest things that impacted me at the SALT conference, and that was on Friday night where Mark was talking about how do we see revival happen. That's from us entering a room, drawing a circle on the ground, getting in that circle ourselves, and praying for revival to happen in that circle. And guys, I was just convicted of like, how many times I've hopped out of that circle? How many times I, I've removed myself from asking that God that request? And the, the joy that we get to have as Christians is that we get to mess the restart and just hop back in to ask God to have revival happen in that again. But that was one thing that struck me. Maybe it was when 
Mike Easton asked everyone to sit down except for that one front row showing the amount of people in Thailand that knew about Jesus. And that just shook you. Maybe it was like you felt in your heart that you wanted to go on a church plant after you got done with school. Like that is what you feel like God was calling you to. What was that moment or thought that you had at that mountaintop moment that at the end of the conference, Mark Vance walked through and said, man, it's these mountaintop moments that we see life clearly. It's these mountaintop moments that we get above the fog and we can actually see with the right perspective. What was that for you? And I want you to re-grasp onto that, to begin reprocessing through that with your father, because those are the moments that we can see life in a clear way. And we just want to cling to those things that he showed us and continue to press on for those things. And guys, this, this year came to such a wild end. And none of us saw it come in like this. And what I think has happened in my heart is that with the year ending in such a crazy way, I have forgot everything that God has done. And I've needed to take this moment to just reflect, to think back. And when I do that, it amazes me because I see how much God has done. Like even in those four stories, how much God has done in the life of Salt Company and in your life. And so we can't forget that because when we start reflecting, that's when Thanksgiving starts bubbling to the surface of our heart and we just get overwhelmed with praise that is due to Jesus' name. And so when I remember, when I reflect, that's where I get confidence to walk with Christ and that's where I get just Thanksgiving in my heart that I just want to praise him because when we look back, we see all glory be to Christ. There's nothing of our own doing. There's nothing from our own name, but he is worthy of it all. And so as Abby said at the beginning, we've been reading through the Psalms. We've been praying through the Psalms. And just like she did, I want to do the same thing. But I want to look at the first couple verses of Psalm 9. And then I'm going to close this section in prayer. Verses 1 and 2 say, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wondrous, wonderful deeds I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Father, we are so grateful for what you've done. We're so grateful for the ways that you draw people into Soul Company, maybe even through the most ridiculous of ways. But God, you glorify yourself and you draw dead people into life in you. And God, let us not be a people that just get ingrained in the present and what's happening right now but let's look back because when we do we see so much to give thanks for we see give, see so much to give you praise for and god help us to do that even after this call would we be a people that remember and reflect and give you the glory that is due your name god help us because we need you god i pray that all of us would just pray for that revival to happen to, in the circle that we're in like we did at the salt conference and continue to use the Salt Company to glorify you and to grow our affections for you. And it's in your precious name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. So we are going to spend some time just reflecting and praying and listening to music together. And um, here's why. When I 
when I found out about the cancellation of <clears throat> large group gatherings, I thought first about you guys in general. And then I started thinking about the seniors and just not getting to see you guys in person again. Um, and then after that, I was bummed that we weren't going to get to have the night of worship at the end of the year, which some of you freshmen, you haven't experienced the end of the year night of worship, but it's just fun. It, I feel like it's just throwing a party for everything that God has done. And then it finishes with a, you know, impromptu dance party. The music just happens to get a little louder. And, uh, but we just spend that time just thinking and celebrating who God is and who he's been in you guys. And I refuse to not have that moment with you. And it's weird over Zoom. And we tried to do worship on Zoom for a while. And let's just acknowledge it was awkward, guys. It just didn't work, okay? So we stopped doing it. But we're still going to have music because I want this moment, all right? So you're not going to be singing. Don't worry, all right? But uh, Isaac's going to be kind of playing in the background. And this is what I want to do is kind of in this theme of what Drake was saying. I, I want to think through a, a couple sections with you guys. I want to think through the past. I want to remember it. I want to think about the present and what it means to be present in the present. And then I want to dream about the future a little bit with you guys. So just settle in a little bit here, even if you're kind of with somebody or, or whatever, that's okay. Um, I, I want you to remember that God is not limited like we are. So he's not stuck in his room. He's stuck in your room. Like the Lord of the universe who knits infants together in their mother's womb, who speckles the sky with stars is with you right now by a spirit. So you're not sitting alone in your room. You're with him. And we will acknowledge his presence. And we will get some time with him tonight because it's good to be with him. And uh, so I want to start out just with the past, more like the immediate past, kind of what we've been doing because I've just been, I've been thinking about you guys and thinking about this year. I went for a, a long walk today and just kind of remembered everything that God did in Salt Company this year. And like Drake was saying, it's, it's so easy to move on and miss that there's a miracle happening in your life. And I think all of us have these dreams of things that we want to be a part of in life that matter, that are, none of us want to live an insignificant life but when something amazing is happening, it's easy to miss it. It's easy to think that it's just normal. And so all of us can live in something amazing. All of us can watch God change the world and not recognize that that's what's happening. And I want you to see that you're living in a moment like that. That yeah, we're in COVID, but God hasn't stopped. And the thing that he's doing in Salt Company is ridiculous. Like guys, what? God has planted two salt companies in three years. That's stupid. Like that, like that, who, who does that? That's crazy. And, and, and I want you to think about your immediate past. And, and here's what I think might be true for some of you. Yeah, some of you guys might be a little overconfident or whatever, but I think a lot of you, when you think about yourself, you actually get discouraged. And, and you see what you wish you were or what you should have been. And you, 
you, you can't see yourself the way that God sees you. And, and this is what I want to say to you guys on behalf of God. I'm so proud of you. Like I'm calling you guys and I'm talking to you about life. And, and yeah, you guys are struggling a little bit, but you, you're killing it. Like you're doing so well. And most of you are talking about your walks with Jesus and you've walked through a global pandemic where you've been isolated from your friends. You've gone through one of the weirdest and, and hardest things that any of us would have imagined that you would have had to walk through. And you guys love Jesus. And, and I want you to see, guys, that's, that's supernatural. It builds my faith. Like I, one of the best evidences that Jesus Christ is alive and he's moving in the world is the people on this screen. I believe in Jesus because of you and because of how you're handling this and because of who you've been this year. And, and I think you miss that because you're too caught up in your failures and your shortcomings or the person you want to be. And you're thinking about your, your future and all the stuff that you want to become. But I want you to look back at what God has been doing in your life and see that you're different because of the spirit of God. I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to tell me that he was proud of me and I just didn't believe him. And I remember going into his work without him and meeting his coworkers. And I saw on his desk, he had a little photo of me and my sister. And this is what his coworkers said. Your dad is so proud of you. And there was something about somebody else telling me that, that I just needed. And it, it, it just landed and all of a sudden I felt like safe and secure. And this is what I want to say to you guys is your heavenly father, your dad is proud of you. If you are in Christ, here's what's true of you. Romans 8, 1, that there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You're alive and you're free. And God does not see your sin and your shortcomings and your failures and your weaknesses. He sees Jesus when he looks at you and he is so proud of Jesus Christ. He's so proud of you. And so this is what I want you to do right now is, is take a minute and I want you to think about the ways that you feel unlovable. I want you to think about the ways that you tend to doubt God's love or question whether he really is as loving as he says he is. And while you do that, Isaac's going to play a song called The Love of God. And I want you to hear that song as God's answer back to you. And we'll drop the lyrics in the chat so you can follow those along. But take this time as you want. Either just listen to the song, pray, reflect, read through the lyrics, whatever you need to do. But hear God saying to you how much he loves you. Reconcile you and I pardon from our sin. 
mountains fall God's love so sure shall still endure all measureless and strong redeeming Christ to Adam's race shall be the saints and angels song could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies of parchment made were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the of God above would drain the ocean dry and nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky oh love of God how rich and pure it shall forevermore endure how measureless and and its mistakes is drowning in the love of God. But that brings us to the present, right? So I heard Jeff Dodge, um, this guy who's been like a father figure to me in the face, say something that I can't stop thinking about, about this stretch with COVID. He actually, so he referenced Humpty Dumpty, all right? Uh, but this is what he said. He, he said, and he was actually talking about ministry specifically. Um, and he was saying all of these churches and all of these ministries had their collective ministry kind of knocked on the wall, off the wall and shattered. And here's the temptation for all of us is to kind of run to Humpty Dumpty and try and put all the pieces back together again, but you can't do it. And, and I felt convicted by that of this desire to like put everything back together with Salt Company and go and we got to get stuff done. And look, we just can't. But that's not an accident. God's behind that. God stopped the world so that he could get your attention. And so a, a psalm that I've been spending time in is Psalm 27. Because what I'm trying to do right now is just learn how to be with Jesus and just love his presence more than anything else in the world. And I love 
Psalm 27 that says, one thing have I asked. So if there was one thing that you could ask of and know that you could get it, literally anything in the world, this is what it should be. One thing have I asked of the Lord, this I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. In other words, the thing we should want most in life, the best thing in life is just getting to be with Jesus. And, and this moment in history is a bad time to do a lot of things, but it's a perfect time to be with him. And I just, can I just, I feel like I've been learning about Jesus. And can I just like tell you guys about my friend Jesus for a minute? I just want to tell you what he's like. So my friend Jesus loves to laugh. And he doesn't just chuckle. He's got like Hannah Thompson style laughs. Like he just, he just lets it rip. And he laughs at Hannah Thompson type jokes. He laughs, laughs at bad puns. He thinks they're hilarious. But the dude just loves to laugh. And, and even in COVID, if he had to wear a mask, you could still tell that he's smiling because he smiles with his eyes. You can see it. You can see the joy on his face when he's walking up to you. There's no shame. There's no frustration. It's just happiness. He just likes life and he likes being with you. Jesus is adventurous. He's the type of guy that if you're climbing a mountain, he goes, I bet I can beat you to the top. And he tries to beat you up there. Jesus is the smartest person that you've ever met. But yet somehow his smartness doesn't make you feel dumb. You, you feel almost lifted up by his intelligence, by his wisdom. Jesus is, is fierce. He, he fiercely protects his kids. He's got a little bit of like dad with his daughter going to prom night vibes. He's got a little bit of that going on, only it's not as arrogant. It's just this like deep love for his kids. And he hates it when his kids are hurting and he comes right to their side. Jesus is a storyteller. He loves to sit around like a campfire and just tell stories. And he loves to hear your stories, which is hilarious because he created all of your stories and knows all of them already. But he, he acts like it's the first time he's heard them and like you're really significant as he hears you talk. And he's one of those people that when he asks you how you're doing, he means it. So he's one of those people that it's like, hey, how are you doing? And you say, oh, I'm, I'm fine, Jesus. And he's like, no, no, I'm serious. I mean it. How are you? Jesus is asking you that right now. Jesus wants to know how you are. Take a second and talk to him. How are you? Talk to Jesus.
Jesus covers your past with love. He's with you in the present and just wants to know how you are, just wants to listen. And he's preparing a future for you. So typically, guys, at the night of worship, um, I like to have a section where we just kind of dream about what God is going to do the following year. So we just kind of like say, you know, it's one of those, like, if you think what he's done now is amazing, like wait till next year type thing. And we're going to do the kickoff and it's going to be amazing. And that's not the right thing this year. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't have a clue. But I think I'm learning to see the beauty in that because I feel like this is what God's teaching me is in the chaos of this, how the world is right now, I'm just not as big of a deal as I think I am. And that's a beautiful thing. And Salt Company is just not as big of a deal as I want it to be. It just has added some perspective. And guys, like even in your life, if you think about your future, okay, you're, you're 80. And, and one of these people on this call has come to visit you. You're still friends and you're chatting on the back deck. And you start talking about your college days. And you're going to have to like try to remember the name of Salt Company. You're going to be like, what was that college ministry that we were in? Salt, Salt, Salt Company? Why company? That's a weird, like what was that? Didn't we do retreats? Like, didn't we do a thing where we went to a camp? Or, like, you're not even going to remember a lot of this stuff that you've experienced. COVID-19 is just going to be this kind of thing in a history book and this sort of foreign idea in your life at, at that point. And honestly, some of the, the dreams that you have about your future right now and what you think will happen in your life will be laughable in that moment. You'll have a lot of disappointments and fears and a lot of things will have gone wrong. And you'll have forgotten about some of the dreams that you had at this point in your life. And you'll for sure have forgotten about this Zoom call and the promises that you made to follow Jesus with your life or the church plants you were going to go on or how you were going to follow him or stay accountable this summer. But you know what? That's okay. Because life isn't about the promises that you make to God. It's about the promises that he makes to you. And when you're 80 years old, you'll have a lifetime of memories of Jesus coming through for you. Of him showing up in your life in unexpected ways. When you doubted, when you were afraid, when you forgot about his goodness of Jesus showing up in your life and reminding you of who he is, he will always come through for you. Even when you don't come through for him, that's the good news. And so this is, this is what I want you to do. Just briefly, I want you to tell Jesus about your future. What are your plans? What are your fears? What are the things that you're nervous about? What are the things you want to accomplish in life? I want you to just tell him about those things.
So I think one of the problems about how we think about the future is that we don't go far enough into the future. We sometimes think about the end of our life and what we want our life to be and the dreams we have and the things we're going to accomplish. But realistically, that stuff just doesn't matter. You got to go a step further than that. Not the end of this life, but the beginning of the next one. Guys, have you started to think about how awesome it'll be when we get to see each other again? <laughs> like what that first Salt Company worship service is going to be like? I'm so pumped. Imagine what it'll be like to see Jesus face-to-face, in person, for the first time in your life, when you've waited your whole life to see. That's worth waiting for. And that's what your life is about. And look, when you get to that moment, Jesus isn't going to ask you for the story of your life and to justify yourself and all the things that you did for him to, to let you into his heaven. No, he's actually going to turn around and Jesus, the storyteller, is going to tell you a story. He's going to tell you the story of your life. He's going to walk back with you through your life. He's going to point out your conversion to you and talk to you about how he had pursued you before you were even thinking about him. He's going to walk you back through the worst things that ever happened to your life, things that go wrong that haven't even happened to you yet, the death, the pain, the sadness, the regrets. And he's going to show you how he was there the whole time and he was manipulating evil into good. And he'll walk back through the story of your life with you. And he'll show you that everything that you did doesn't really matter, but that he was with you the whole way. And not only was he walking next to you, but he was carrying you. That's what you'll find out on that day. And so this is what I want you to do. Let's just think about heaven. Let's think about what it'll be like to hear Jesus tell you the story of your life. And Isaac's going to play a song to help us do that. Child into rest. You see 
tears of joy roll down my cheeks Oh, well, it's beautiful beyond my wildest dreams Cause I wanna run on greener pastures I wanna dance on high in the hills I wanna drink from sweeter waters In the misty morning chill and my soul is getting restless for the place where I belong. I can't wait to join the angels and see. I want to run on greener pastures. I want to dance on higher hills. I want to drink from sweeter waters in the misty morning chill. And my soul is getting restless for the place where I belong. I can't wait to join the angels and sing. No, I can't wait to join the angels and sing my heaven song. Guys, there's only one thing to do with a God that good is give him your whole life. Because giving up your life to get his is worth it. And so I was going to pray out, but Isaac, in, instead of praying, can we just um, sing, give me Jesus? And guys, just, just make this your prayer. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, you can have all this world, but give me Jesus, one more time, give me that's what I want so badly for your life. Give other people the world. Take Jesus. It'll be the best decision you ever make. And I'm just, I'm thinking and feeling specifically for you guys. I want you to experience that moment in heaven. Anything is worth it to experience that moment. And so follow him. And so seniors, I, I do want to, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for what you've meant um, to this ministry. I want to thank you for how you've represented Jesus on this campus. We're going to miss you guys a ton. I wish I could give you hugs, but this is my virtual hug. Um, so we actually, we wanted to send out the seniors right, guys. So 
we're going to finish out our time together just giving a little love to the seniors. And to start that out, Corin's going to play us uh, a little video. Hi, my name is Michelle Salamone, and I'm a senior graduating in elementary education. Um, I was asked what the primary way I've seen God change me through SALT has been. And there are two things that come to mind. And the first is fighting and recognizing sin. Um, and the second is that SALT has helped me just grow in the desire to glorify God for the rest of my life. And uh, for the first one, I definitely fought new sin coming into college. I had an eating disorder. And so my community and my D group and everybody just came in around me and pointed me to the only one who could actually help me get out of my sin and that's Jesus um, and just in that like having a brokenness and then being fully loved by Christ has stirred in me a desire to to just live a life that glorifies and honors God and salt has just reminded me of that sweet gospel truth and yeah helped me to remember that all of it is for Christ What's up, Salt Company? My name is Cole Workus. I am graduating with a degree in accounting and finance. Uh, the primary way that God's changed me through my time at Salt Company is through vulnerability. The first time I went to a C group uh, a few years ago and my leader started confessing their sins, I thought it was super weird. Um, but at the same time, I thought it was really cool that they were putting themselves out there like that. Um, I thought talking about my failures was gonna lead to embarrassment and shame um, but the Holy Spirit led me to open up and what I found instead was the freedom and joy that comes through the gospel uh, the truth is that Jesus loves the real messed up broken version of me um, and he tells me in 2nd Corinthians 12 9 my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness my identity is no longer in what I can do but it's in what Jesus did on the cross for me, and that gives me so much freedom and joy. What's up, guys? I'm Devin Miller. I'm a senior at the University of Minnesota, and I think one of the just sweetest memories that I have is actually from a salt company this past fall. Drew was preaching, and, and he was just fired up. And at one point, he was talking about how he was persistent wanting to date this girl and he ended up marrying her and Drew is like yelling about this and next thing I know these freshmen next to me are standing up clapping and everyone is just going crazy um, and it's just a, a memory that I will forever remember um, I think the cool thing is that these crazy freshmen next to me have become like brothers to me over the course of this year and and that's what i'm truly thankful for hi guys i'm ellie um i've had the really sweet opportunity to be a part of salt company since it came to minneapolis so i have a lot of memories it's really hard for me to pick my favorite one but i think if i had to pick my favorite it would just be in general the opportunity i've had serving with the worship team at salt um i think there's just something so sweet and powerful about facing a crowd of your peers and people that you love um, and seeing the moments when people just get fully wrapped up in the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, you know seeing the moments when people are throwing their hands up in the air or they're dancing or they're laughing and smiling and crying or whatever emotion is going on like you just look 
into that crowd of people experiencing Jesus and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt like the Holy Spirit's presence is in that room and it's just so I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it but yeah I think that has been one of the sweetest and most encouraging parts of my college experience what's up guys I'm Jack and I'm a senior at the U the biggest thing that I've learned from Salt Company has definitely been the importance of community in my faith. Uh, it's been so amazing to be able to have faithful and wise men and women be a part of my life and continue to, to pour their wisdom and faith back into my life. Uh, it's also been so amazing to be on leadership and to be able to, to do the same for other people, to see the impact that I can have on another person's life. and likewise to see the impact that they have on my life through leadership um yeah i just want to continue to to bring that into whatever community god leads me into next whether it's in the workforce or as a student or even just in the church and just to continue to be a vital part of whatever community i'm in hey guys this is valina so one thing that i've learned from my time in salt company and want to apply to wherever I'm going next is that all that really matters is being in love with Jesus. I've learned that at the root of everything, the only thing that's going to sustain you through a life of following Jesus is being completely in love with him. It's not about having perfect church attendance or reading the Bible every day without flaw. And it's not about, you know, looking like a religious person or trying to do things to please God because he can see right through that. Um, yeah. What he desires is for us to delight in his company and just enjoy the life that he offers us. Um, I've learned over the past few years just how sweet and rich doing life with Jesus is. So in my next phase of life, I want to invest and prioritize my relationship with Jesus because that is the only thing I have of any value. Ooh. Uh, I, I love that seniors. I, I love you guys. Like you guys are, are dear friends to me. Um, and I know I'm not the only one, um, on this call that is feeling it a little bit. Um, and by a little bit, a lot, I, yeah, I've had to, to fight back <laughs> tears kind of throughout the day, throughout that video, just because you guys have meant so much to me, um, but also have, have meant so much to Salt Company. There are so many people on this call that would call you guys, um, yeah, friends and mentors and people that have shaped and, and formed them into, into the people that they are now. Um, and so we just want to continue to honor you and, and love you seniors. So seniors, if you guys would, would you virtually raise your hand and keep them raised? Um, so you can do that on the participants tab. Everyone else, if you guys want to open the participants tab, see, um, see the people who have their hands raised, just scroll through it. Um, and here's what, here's what I want everyone else to do is, is look through those names of people who have raised their hands. Um, and if there is someone that has their hand raised that 
that has encouraged you or that has shaped you or that you have looked up to? Maybe they were a connection group leader. Maybe they're someone you never talked to, but you just saw them from a distance at Salt Company and were encouraged by them. I don't know what it is, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to unmute yourself and just give like a, a one to two sentence encouragement story um, memory and just thank them and honor them for all that they have given to Salt Company. Before you start, a few ground rules. Seniors, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how this is gonna go. Um, so whether, whether you, someone says something or not, here's what I want you to know is that we love you. We love you a ton and we are proud of you and, and we are so grateful for the way that you have shaped and formed Salt Company. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna miss you guys. I know I'm gonna miss you guys a ton. Um, everyone else, Zoom calls can be awkward if you unmute yourself and start talking at the same time as someone else. Embrace the awkward, someone go for it. Um, and then the next person just, just go right behind. But now I'm just gonna open it up. Guys, how do you wanna send off the seniors? Give them an encouragement. Yeah, uh, Devin, I just absolutely love you, bro. Like you have been such an inspiration for me seeing just the passion that you have in worship and just seeing how you're always going out all out in worship is so inspirational for me um and just seeing the joy that you go about life experiencing god has been something that's really helped introduce me to god and change my life and i'm so thankful for all of you other seniors and looking forward to getting to know you better i'll hit you all up on instagram or whatever and i get to know y'all Right. Paul Workus and Jack Miller, I'm so pumped that I got to go to China with you boys. Oh my goodness. Uh, loads of memories, eating Bing Chi Ling every day, watching Coley to Snickers for breakfast. Um, yeah, watching our, um, our English Chinese teacher um, call Jack a funny nickname. He had to be there. Um, I love you guys so much. Just so pumped about our memories and excited to see uh, what God has in store for you. Trevor, I remember last year when I didn't know you, think myself like, dang, like that guy is so calm and really loves Jesus and I would love to get to know him better. And it's just been great during G Group this year and like hanging out more, getting to see how intentional you are with your relationships. Like, whether it's your connection group, your house, your brother, my brother, or your Frisbee team, like you just seek to, to spread what you've been given by God. And it's been so evident. And I've just loved getting to know you this year. Devin, I, bro, I love you like a brother. Um, you're one of the kindest, most humble, um, yeah, compassionate guys I have ever interacted with. You're a mentor. Um, you're like a brother to me, dude. I love you so much. Um, when I first met you um, in the dorm, uh, I was just like, who is this guy? Like his fun energy is so contagious. Um, and yeah, in worship gatherings, you're, you're a strong man of God. And I love you so much for that. Um, we'll definitely still keep in contact. Um, and I just wanted to honor you uh, because you're a great man of God, like I said. And um, yeah, thank you so much for leading us in C Group uh, and being a mentor to me. Love you, man.
um, Robin and Ellen. I probably would have never met you guys. I'm a freshman. You guys are seniors, but we did Edison together and we served there. And you guys just showed me how to just be radical and humble servants for God. Um, you guys just came in with an open mind and just taught me how to just love on those kids and to just be a vessel for the word. So I really appreciate you both. My boy, Joe Skull. For those who don't know Joe, he's actually a TikTok uh, star. Here's a little, dang it, you can't see it. Anyways, check him out on uh, TikTok as well. He's, he's, he's unbelievable. Anyways, Joe, for those who don't know Joe, he is like the most intense listener you can ever imagine. Like that man, you feel like he's in your soul when he listens to you and you're just talking to him. But that's what I love about him is just like, He's, he sits intently and listens, but then, like, the wisdom that comes out of his mouth after is just, like, dang. And, like, I think that's one of the, the characteristics that I appreciate about Joe the most is just, like, how much he reflects Christ just in his attentive listening. So, Joe, thanks for being in my D group, man, and, and sticking up or putting up with me throughout all, all my shenanigans. So, I appreciate you. Jack Miller. Oh. <laughs> That's problems of having multiple computers in the house. Um, dude, Jack, I tell you, is a friend that sticks closer to a brother. Um, and I have absolutely loved living with him. And he's become like a brother to me. I love you, Jack. I, he demonstrates steadfast love and encouragement and humility so well. And it's something that I've been able just to a privilege to witness something that I hope to become like and just grow in my faith by, by watching Jack. So I'm thankful for him and just his steadfast love, his commitment and his faith and his dedication to salt and this ministry and all that that represents. Oh. Shout out to Katie and Mick. I am so, so grateful that God brought you into my life. And I will always remember our little tiny C group. And sometimes it was even just us three but just almost like those two hour talks we would just have at Border Town. I'll never forget. And I'm so grateful for all that you guys have done and I can't wait to see where God takes you. Shout out to Michelle. Um, it was kind of weird going full circle, watching her um, video with the same shirt I met her, um, now sitting in our apartment together. So it's pretty cool that I could have um, the, per the first person I met at Salt Company be such a close mentor. Um, and remain and best friend of me. So love you, Michelle. Belina, Belina, um, we got Belina, Eileen, Robin. You three have really um, made a big impact in my life. So I'm really thankful for that. Belina for always driving me and a few other girls to church. Always, that was really helpful, <laughs> uh, especially when it was far away. And Ellie is my C group leader. Gosh, all of your stories and just um, it's really made a big impact. You were always like so open and always had such great wisdom and advice and then just funny stories to share. And Robin, it's just been, gosh, just a pleasure just getting to know you. Um, I'm just learning about your trip overseas and yeah, you've just become, um, just so humble and so open and honest. And I just have been loved just also your wisdom, just learning from you. So thank you for the three of you. Michelle Salamone, uh, 
Man, I'm gonna get emotional. So I'm gonna say this quick. Um, you've been like a sister to me for so long and I feel so lucky to have known you beyond just the three years you've been in Salt Company. Um, yeah, my prayer for so long was just that God would help me feel loved and bring me a community. And Michelle, you bridged that gap and brought me to the Salt Company. Um, and just your friendship has made me feel so loved and you've encouraged me and just spoken truth into me so much. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind that you're gonna continue on from the Salt Company and make such a big impact in the lives of others. So I love you, girl. And I wish you were here so I could hug you. <laughs> All right, three more, and then we got to shut it down. So speak now or forever hold your peace. I want to go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, shout out to my C group girls who, um, Katie Chen and Hannah Ellington, you guys make me want to love Jesus more now. So I encouraged that I got you in my C group. What a blessing. Um, and then also, um, Ellie Hill, I adore you. We had friend crushes on each other. And then we actually got to be friends. And your um, vulnerability and honesty and just, you put yeses on the table to Jesus. And it's inspiring. And I just love you so much. I'm going to go. Ellen Bolin and Michelle Salamone. I love you guys, and I can't imagine my life without meeting you guys. Ellen, you're most like the most mysterious woman I've ever met, and it's awesome because you just keep getting to know her, and like she has so many cool quirks and loves Jesus so hard and is like the most humble woman I know and like thinks she can't speak the gospel well, and I like know nothing compared to her, and she's just like so humble in that. And Michelle, um, I just like look up to you so much and just the way that you follow Jesus and yeah it's been so sweet getting to know you guys so I love you guys so much and I appreciate you guys. appreciate you guys shout out to our SSP seniors uh Jamie thanks for serving faithfully and knowing setup inside and out hey. so well that when I did it I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and needed to FaceTime you and call you so <laughs> Jamie uh love you so much excited to see how God uses you um to minister mm -hmm. to other women and Tegan uh just have loved even now just voice chatting and uh texting back and forth but the moment we talked about whales and lions uh, being our favorite animals the moment I knew we should be friends <laughs> so um super super excited for um what's ahead for you too and then David Bellers we love you and are so thankful for the way that you have faithfully served SSP and have um yeah had an influence and created culture and set a culture of humility and um just honesty so we love you and we're pumped for what God is doing in your life too so thank you guys we love you yeah guys so there's i mean there's a lot more that we want to say needs to be said i mean tyler like i don't even know you that well do but it was fun like catching up with you after salt company every once in a while there's so many of you that your lives just matter guys and you've made an impact and and what i want you to see from all the shout outs that people just got is when you make small decisions to obey Jesus and invest in people, it changes eternities. Like people's lives have been changed 
because some of you lives and attorneys have been changed because some of you just went up and said hi and chose to invest in a relationship. Those little decisions matter. And guys, even when we're apart, even when things are weird, God doesn't stop. He keeps doing his thing. The church is going to get stronger, not weaker. You guys are going to be stronger in your faith, not weaker as a result of this. And I can't wait to see you in person. I don't know when that's going to be, but whenever it is, let's party. It's, it's going to be so fun. Um, look, okay, Salt Company for the semester is done, but there will be Salt Company this summer. All right. And we're actually doing something. We get to be a part of something really cool. There's going to be a network wide salt company. So if you don't know this, we're a part of a church planning network all around the country. And uh, all of the salt companies from all around the country will be doing a live stream salt company together. So uh, some salt company directors from all over the place will be uh, preaching kind of throughout the summer. And I think it'll be a sweet way to kind of feel connected to the rest of the salt network. And here's some just awesome people talk about Jesus. So just follow us on social media. We'll be getting out information to you guys. I, I think that will start the last week in May, if I remember right, but we're gonna have a little bit of gap and then we'll start salt company up after a little bit. Um, we'll also likely be pumping out some content and stuff like that to you guys this summer as we figure out what summer's going to look like. So just make sure you're keeping up with, uh, salt company this summer. And we also will be after we live stream the salt company network event, we're going to have a twin city specific zoom call afterwards, which is literally just to like throw up a zoom call and have you guys hang out. And if you end up talking about Jesus, great. If you just end up catching up on life, that's great. So be looking out for that. We want you guys to, to just kind of hang out together over the summer. And we're actually about to do that in a second. So in a second, this call is over. Uh, so you're free to, to hop off and, and do your thing. Thanks for being a part of Salt Company. But if you want to stay and, and hang around and just talk about life, talk about Jesus, talk about whatever. I mean, Josh Langland's on the call, so it's probably going to get weird. Um, feel free to hang out and do that. But our staff is going to just hop off because we want you guys to just kind of have a moment to, to hang out and and catch up with each other. Uh, we're doing like the salt company four year live. All right. Um, but I want to, I want to send you guys out on this. It's a little, uh, like benediction from the book of Jude that I've just been thinking about a lot lately. I, I want to send all of you guys out, uh, into summer with this, but in particular seniors want to send you guys out with these words from Jude. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. You guys are loved. Have an awesome summer.